Okay, welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Twitch. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to make sure we thank our sponsors because they make everything happen, whether it's Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Man do the Pulse of Fitness 115-minute workout. Uh, simulates five-plus hours in the weight room with Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai for your next ride. Head out to Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to find their inventory. Calvin and Subtle for all the great work they can do with your hardwood floors and finishings. Head to CalvinAndSubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So uh, real quickly, just some uh, – some housekeeping. Matt Mann says, what happened to Zach? Just wondering. Zach is in Dallas. Our new Dallas market, A to Z Sports Dallas, is launching with our morning show and primetime show there. Dallas is working. Zach is in Dallas for the last last week and then this week, uh, helping those guys get going along with a new sales guy. So Zach should be back uh, when it comes to uh, next Monday. Jeff says, you guys are brutal. Thanks for watching the show, Jeff. Appreciate you being along here. <laughs> All right, let's All right, break I, down. I want to read one more comment. Yes. I want to read Mudgy's comment because okay. I have to agree with this. It's good to see you back in your mid-90s preppy look instead of that early 80s Revenge of the Nerds look from Friday. That's true. I, I had several friends tell me that, that the, the slick down hair was not a good look on, on Friday. That was the consensus. It's also very uncomfortable, so... Glad to be back in the normal hairdo today. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's talk about the Titans preseason game number one when it comes to the 23-3 to win over the Atlanta Falcons. Man, I mean, I, I thought the Titans defense was advertised. I tweeted this after the game that that's exactly the type of performance we've seen from the Titans defense. They got after the quarterback. They were very disruptive. They got their hands on the football. I, I mean, I thought Breon Borders had that interception. I don't know about the overturn, but that's specifics. But Breon Borders, David Long, skying for an interception. I mean, the Titans' defense was all over the place. And yeah. it wasn't just the starters. Christian Fulton made a nice play. We saw Jayon Brown, Monty Rice, Rashad, everybody, Tier Tart. All these guys that we had talked about over the last two weeks of training camp practice, they showed up and played well, whether it was the starting group or all the way through towards the last uh, several uh, guys on the roster that the defense really played that well. Yeah, it's really exciting because obviously this was the group that was so bad in, in 2020. And while you can't look at a preseason game or training camp practices and say, well, man, these guys are, are doing so well, that means it's going to be incredible during the season. Here's what you can say. This group, clearly is not the same level or at the same level of confusion and sort of disarray that we saw them in in 2020. They looked lost in 2020. Like no one knew what they were doing. No one knew who was in charge. And, and now you look at them and they're communicating well. Everyone's in the right spot. No one's running around and kind of looking around like that, you know, trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. And I think that's the assessment that you can take away from training camp and preseason because that will carry into the preseason. You know, David Long's probably not going to be a star player during the season like he has been at training camp. But you can take away this idea that they're communicating better, that they're all on the same page 
and that will carry into the season. Yeah, and so I, I thought the overall energy was good too. And yeah. I thought it, it's it's what you're talking about, what all the bitching and moaning we've been doing about Shane Bowen wasn't doing this last year and now he's doing this. Is Shane Bowen going to be any good? I mean, for, for all that we saw, Shane Bowen did a good job uh, Friday night in Atlanta. Now, I, I want to say this. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. The Falcons suck. Like, the Falcons starters are going to suck. The Falcons backups are going to suck and the Falcons' third-teamers are going to suck. I thought they were awful. AJ McCarron was awful. The uh, He was so bad, so bad. <laughs> wow. And then their offensive line was worse than the Titans' offensive line. But the Falcons are a bad football team, so we do have to say that. So if they're a bad football team when they're playing their best, they're going to be a bad football team when they're playing the guys who are not as good as the good guys. I don't know. I mean, they have a good quarterback and an explosive threat at wide receiver. Like, that counts for something. It does, but they were awful last year with those same guys and Julio Jones. You okay over there, Luke? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm operating under the same allergies that you are this yeah. morning, doing the yeah, best it, we can. You just I, have to fight through it. I will say this about Shane Bowen. Interesting to see him calling plays from the booth because last season, since he was the OLB coach, he was down on the field, if I remember correctly. No. Um I, no, he was in the booth last year. Okay, because and and I think now that I think about it, I remember him being a booth coach even when Pease was there. Because I remember seeing him at the buffet line before every game up in the press <laughs> box. For sure. All right, so we've got three big topics. We're going to really spend a lot of time on uh, today. We're going to get to those here in a second. Those in in a you know sense are Rashad Weaver dominating. He had a sack and a half. He had two tackles for loss. He had a tackle on special teams that I saw and a pass breakup batting down the ball at the line of scrimmage. We'll talk about Des Fitzpatrick and what he's not doing and maybe what he did yesterday at practice. Uh, and then also the Titans backup quarterbacks that played Friday night. Plus we'll get to Luke's 53 man roster projection, but here's what we want to talk about and ask you guys out of the gates. What was your biggest takeaway from the game last Friday? What was your biggest takeaway from the Titans' 23-3 preseason win versus the Falcons on Friday night. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu. Got my workout in on yes yesterday, on Sunday. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. Go to their website, that's Mandu.com, to find out uh, how you get your free workout, how to sign up, and where the next uh, closest Mandu location is to you. It's a 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, it's legit. You're not putting any stress on your joints or on your body. It's all going on your muscles to grow truly strong, functional muscle and target that hard-to-burn body fat. Mandu.com, it's really helped me with my body transformation over the last couple of years that Mandu's been a, a sponsor for us. Uh, just If you're new to the show, uh, I've lost 10% of my body fat, and I've lost like 20 pounds of fat overall plus. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free and it's for everybody. Whether you're in shape, whether you're out of shape, young, old, it does not matter. You can do Mandu and it can help you achieve your fitness goals at mandu.com. And I want to talk to you this morning about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a new deal going on for all of you guys. So listen up. If you use the promo code A to Z100, again, it's not the one you see on your screen there, A to Z100. For a one million dollar wager to win a hundred bucks, one 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 money, money line. line. I misread that. <laughs> oh I, I, man, I said it. And I'm like that doesn't sound right. 
a one dollar money line wager to win a hundred bucks if a Braves or a Marlins player hit a home run. Now we did this last week with the yep. Braves and the Reds, and Kyle Farmer of the Reds hit a home run, which means that if you took advantage of the deal last week, you got that hundred dollar payoff. If you didn't, why don't you take advantage of it this week? A to Z one hundred. $1 money line wager to win 100 bucks if a Braves or Marlins player hits a home run, and that's on BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, so the question is, what was your biggest takeaway from the Titans' 23-3 win over the Falcons in that preseason game? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bafford says defense by far. Titans Kyle says watch the Jags game and listening to how the announcers freak out about how they held their own versus the Browns. Uh, uh, Chris Stress says David Long deserves more snaps. Look, David Long had a really good training camp last year. He's had a really, really good training camp this year. And what did I say on Friday, Luke, when we talked about our players that had the most to gain? I thought David Long had the most to gain, one of the guys that I mentioned, because of of his needing to show the ability to drop and pass coverage. And what did he do? He got interception. And I I didn't realize this, but it kind of speaks to the type of linebacker David Long has been over his career, his first interception since high school. So that tells you all through college at West Virginia. And so far in his first two years as an NFL player, he is a primary run downhill defender and he's not good in coverage, but made a really nice play Friday night. It was a super play. He was playing in, I want to say it was cover two sort of playing that shallow zone coverage. And he baited, was it still McCarron out there? Was it Frank's at that point? He, He baited McCarron into the throw over the middle of the field and played with you know it takes an extreme amount of athleticism to be able to make that play because what you're doing as a linebacker is you're intentionally putting yourself in the wrong position right to get the quarterback to throw knowing that because you're so fast and so athletic you can then get in the right position to make the interception i thought it was a fantastic play from david long it was great more of your comments what was your biggest takeaway from the game friday night steven says that logan woodside proved all his doubters wrong now let's pump the brakes on that we'll talk about quarterback uh, position later on jerome says defense seems to be on the same page uh sir esther says the titans have depth at every position bobby says his biggest takeaway was why did tucker mccann have to get hurt because Tucker McCann was really good. He was drilling. I mean, even the kick that he got hurt on, I believe it was a 47, 48 yarder and he drilled it. And then the the Falcons player doing an absolute no, no in preseason, let alone the actual game just rolls up on McCann's kicking foot looked really painful, but he was able to walk off on his own power. Neither of us were at practice yesterday because of other outside of work obligations. But, um, but you know, I, I did not know if Tucker McCann was out there. I would not heard an update on Tucker McCann. Yeah, Vrabel said in his uh, Saturday press conference that McCann was sore. I think it's funny. Matt said we didn't miss a field goal, but you did miss or lose your field goal kicker. Potentially. We don't and know you, what's happening. We don't know hate, how injured Tucker McCann is. It, it sucks, man. Like, you know, I'm not a big McCann fan. I don't think he's very good, but he looked great out there, and, and maybe he was starting to, to head in the right direction now this happens, and it potentially totally derail it. it. It sucks. And and I don't think it was a dirty play necessarily because that word sort of hints at intent, but it was certainly a no man's land type of play. Like you don't, don't do that in the preseason game. Yeah, for sure. Omar says sides have depth at corner receiver. No doubt about that. Tighten up Ohio says Weaver will be a future star. We'll talk about Weaver here in a little bit. Uh, Roy says not letting the Falcons pass a 50 for an hour, even though they suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. 
Yeah, Brandon, press man. Did you notice that, Lou? What a third down defense. How about yes. that? Even though they got bailed out by, by a penalty on the first one. Third saw, down defense was a lot impressive. I saw a great tweet yesterday, and I'm going to try to remember who it was from, but it was just a picture of a third down set. Yeah, it's from Jake Robertson. The, the caption is just the most important thing, and it's a picture of Titans defenders lined up, Titans cornerbacks on the perimeter, lined up on the line of scrimmage yeah. against wide receivers. Like, you know, like they finally figured out you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, that's a big deal. And they have, they have the players that can pull it off, too. Like last year, oh, yeah, they yeah. didn't have the, the bodies with speed that could pull off the press man coverage uh, there. So uh, more comments to read. What was your biggest takeaway uh, from Friday night? Uh, look, there are some negatives. Several of you guys are saying offensive line depth uh, is what? atrocious. Why are the Titans not adding offensive line depth? Well, it's not so, like there's good players out there just walking the streets, right? Well, a couple of things to remember with that. The Titans' primary depth on the offensive line comes in the form of Kendall Lamb and Tyson Brylo, neither one of whom played because of injuries on Friday night. And the interior depth is not very good. You're right about that. But Aaron Brewer is their primary uh, interior offensive line depth player, and he's not playing right now because he's hurt. So the three good depth players didn't play. None of those guys who did play outside of maybe Quesenberry, obviously Raidens, but but of the backups, Quesenberry uh, is actually going to make the team. Um, yeah. Our boy uh, Daniel Munyer, he's out of there. Oh, that guy. I mean, as soon as Aaron Brewer can come off the NFI list, Daniel Munyer is gone. That guy mm -hmm. is, a, is an issue. The play where Woodside got smacked in the face by a blitzing foul. blitz. Oh, my gosh. Like, Munyer just did not even recognize. Now, that's partly <laughs> on Woodside as well. But Munyer just completely not recognizing where the play was coming from. Because yeah. Racing McMath was running a slant. Racing McMath was open. The throw just was too early because Woodside had to get rid of the ball. And yeah. because Munyer just absolutely whiffed on that. Here's I'm going to read something from Twitter. Uh, biggest takeaway from Friday night, uh, Nash on Twitter says the Darrington Evans hurt again Ugh. because that did suck because Darrington Evans first play of the game rips off a nice 15 yard run. Second play of the game gains five or six. And then, you know, he starts to look like he's doing pretty well and something happens, a non-contact injury from Darrington Evans, apparently uh, being reported as a knee injury, uh, knocked him out of that game. A, a guy who was, really missed so much time last year with a hamstring injury. Seeing Darrington Evans hobble off was a not was not a very fun thing to see Friday no. night. No, and Darrington Evans is someone that the Titans need because he's a big-time spark plug if you can get him out there. But the argument that a lot of people keep making about him is, well, he's brittle. Every time he's out there, he gets hurt. And, and nothing has been nothing has been from contact. It's been yeah. like fast guy injuries, which it's good to have fast guys, but having fast guy injuries yeah. uh, is is a problem when those guys keep having them. Yeah, I, I was texting one of my buddies during that game, and I, I was just said, if you can't run a stretch untouched without hurting something, I mean, it was a, reported as a knee injury. I think which everyone thought hamstring at first, but it was a knee injury, which is weird. I I don't know, man. Like. I, that's a concern. Even if this isn't a big deal, even if he practices tonight and he's fine, 
him and the injury stuff is a real concern. Yeah, card signs Grizz says Evans is close to becoming an afterthought. I think it's way too early to say that. Like you cannot just go with that right now, but it's definitely a uh, it's a concern uh, for sure that he has had another injury. Louis says keep Kenzie and pay Lipscomb. Louis, uh, Kalijah Lipscomb, I'm sorry to inform you, was cut on Thursday, and so you can stop commenting about Kalijah Lipscomb. <laughs> God, <laughs> Lipscomb was, we were going to do a segment today of our five players that we thought would get cut tomorrow when they have to go to 85. Yeah. And I think Lipscomb would have been number one on both. The reason yeah. why we were going to do this segment is because we both were very confident in the fact that Kalijah Lipscomb would be a part <laughs> of the first cutdowns. My goodness. All right. A to Z sports here live on this Monday. Let's go ahead and, and get to this and talk about, uh, well, Luke, I'll let you answer the question first before we do that. Okay. I almost jumped the gun here. What was your biggest takeaway, aside from the ones we're about to talk about, your biggest takeaway from Friday night? Chester Rogers was my biggest takeaway. He was unbelievable as a punt returner. Now, he did catch a 17-yard pass from Woodside in the first quarter, and that was nice. He's a, a, a decent slot player. But, man, when you watch that guy return punts, he looks like nothing the Titans have had in quite some time. And this is not an overreaction. This guy is the best punt returner the Titans have had since prime Mark Mariani. Yeah. At, like, just 100%. He was decisive, right? He caught the ball, and he went. He didn't do the 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 Deion Lewis, Dexter McCluster thing where he just kind of stands there and, you know, dances back and forth. He got the ball and went, and he's got some speed to him. But also, did you see how smooth he was? Yeah. I mean, just weaving back and forth. It wasn't that a Dory Jackson thing where he'd get going in one direction and could never go anywhere else. He was also very uh, uh, comfortable and safe with the football. I mean, he has everything you could possibly want in a punt returner. You know, I, I had to check myself. I'm like, am I overreacting to this? Even after the first one that he took back like uh, 17 yards. I think he had a se- the first one was 17 yards. 14. Even 14, excuse me. Yeah. Even after that one, I'm like, that was the greatest 14-yard punt return I've ever seen. And then the second one, he took back over 50 yards and, and got it down to the 14-yard line. Like, this guy is the real deal as a punt returner. Law, as I wrote in my column on Saturday, long gone are the days of Harry Douglas, Dexter McCluster, Darius Raynaud returning punts. Uh, this guy is, is a lot better and a lot different than all of those. Yeah, and so uh, he also caught a 17-yard pass to convert a third down. Yeah, like, like and I, so, I said like, in the first quarter. Yeah, so Chester Chester Rogers, I think, has locked up a roster spot, uh, no doubt about that. He's not even fighting for a roster spot anymore. He's fighting for playing time at this point. Yeah, uh, absolutely agree. All right, so my biggest takeaway from that game was – truly the pass rush ability. Like this is the most, I think it's, it's not a overreaction to say because I know of who they have. This is the deepest group of front defenders. The Titans have had since like 2016 when they had Derek Morgan and Brian Arakpo combined for 19 and a half sacks. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and they had Jarrell Casey at that point. There were some good players. Daquan Jones was a young player on that defense. But they have so much depth up front uh, on their defense. And, and it's guys who are quick and explosive who get going. Like, Tier Tart can disrupt things. Uh, I, I, Trevon Coley got hurt, and it was unfortunate to see the update on Saturday that he's going to see the foot specialist, and they fear that he could be out for the season. But 
you know, if you're thinking long term, the Titans can put him on IR and still have the rights to it moving forward, even if he is lost for the season. Yeah. But I like Laurel Murchison stepped up and played mm-hmm. really well. Then yeah. Rashad Weaver was unblockable at times. Mm-hmm. You saw Ola getting after that. Like I, I thought they were gonna like match, like they got after Agent McCarron and Felipe Franks all night long. And I was like, the motor is not stopping. And so my biggest my biggest takeaway was the overall front defenders and the depth and the burst that those guys were giving. I think it was really impressive. Christopher jokes five to 12 weeks for a foot injury, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we'll get into Weaver more specifically in a minute. I will say this though, Austin, before we move into that topic, you mentioned Ola having a good night. He got a sack. Are you capable of pronouncing his last name? Nope. Not even going to (laughs) try. Cause I, I, I need to look at the pronunciation guide that they. Gave. I haven't heard it being said because he's just Ola. Like everybody just says Ola, and so yeah. nobody's like I haven't heard it be said in such a long time since he signed, and so I'm not even going to try. There's no point in doing that. Yeah. All right. So now let's get to it. Let's get to the big topics that we're here to talk about. Rashad Weaver shines while Des Fitzpatrick belly flops on Friday. But first, let me tell you guys all about our great sponsor where you can upgrade your home. And that is with Calvin and Settle and CalvinandSettle.com. If you're looking for brand new hardwood floors, there's one place to go. CalvinandSettle.com or right there. Give them a call. Their phone number on your screen, 615-448-6414. They've got incredible product and high quality product there with their hardwood flooring. So make sure you go there to get uh, to upgrade your home. Nothing can really upgrade your home when it comes to uh, the appraisal or what it might go for in the open market, which is a crazy market right now. But nothing upgrades it with a simple look of brand new hardwood floors. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you today. If you place a $1 money line bet, not a $1 million money line bet, a $1 money line bet, Uh, You will win $100 if a Braves or Marlins player hits a home run tonight. But to do that, you have to use the promo code A2Z100, and that's on BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Yes, make sure you go to BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Here live on this Monday show, Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham again. Let's talk about it because Rashad Weaver shines, right? Like two tackles, I believe it was, a sack and a half, another tackle for loss, a pass breakup at the line of scrimmage, and then I saw him out of a special teams tackle uh, I don't uh, on a punt coverage. I don't know if he got official credit for it, but I saw it with my eyes. I know Paul Kaharski you, says – You were pretty adamant about that on Twitter yeah, on I, Friday. I, I seen it. I seen it. I saw <laughs> the special teams tackle, and, and I believe it was uh, – uh, Charles Davis mentioned it on the broadcast on, on News 2. So I saw it happen. But, Luke, what was your reaction to watching Rashad Weaver on Friday night? I think it's a huge deal for the Titans and very, very exciting. Now, there's still this looming question of his legal situation and will he be eligible to play throughout the season? And all of that will be resolved in due time. But if this is someone who is able to play a significant amount of games for the Titans in 2021 it's a huge relief because we keep talking about it 
Harold Landry cannot be playing 98% of the snaps anymore. And the reason he did it last year is because if they took him off, it was such a disaster because they had no one else anywhere near his level of talent. So now you bring in Bud Dupree, and that helps a little bit, but you still got to have two edges on any given play, right? Yeah. And so what you want, I've talked about this before, you want Landry and Dupree to both play like 85% of the snaps. and then I you even want say 75 or 75. Well, and then you want Rashad Weaver to play like 50-60. And, and I think that if he is able to disrupt, as, as he did in that game the other night, then that gives you a lot of confidence in putting him out there because you're not going to lose a major level of production if you take Landry Dupree off the field. Obviously, both of those players are better than Weaver, but the drop-off is not Harold Landry to Tazar Skipper anymore. No, not at all. And I think uh, John Simon looks like a very capable edge rusher too. And even Ola, who's the special teams guy, got a sack the other night. So Rashad Weaver just... I mean, I know he was going up. He played a lot of snaps Friday night in Atlanta in that preseason game, and so he was going up against guys who were going to get cut, right? Rashad Weaver was an All-American last year at Pitt. He's a really good college football player. He was a fourth-round draft pick. He is playing against guys who are not going to make the roster. He was dominating those guys who are not going to make the roster. And I like the versatility that he showed, right? It was the getting after the quarterback. It was open field. It was run defense, and it was getting his hands up when he knew he wasn't going to get to the quarterback. And so, I mean, it's very important to see him feel that edge rusher three hole that they've been looking for. And then knowing that John Simon is a veteran that you can count on to do a lot of different things. John Simon has had a couple interceptions in training camp. The John Simon is an edge, like, Luke, you have been all over. Like, why is Harold Landry dropping in coverage? Because Harold Landry is not very good at dropping in coverage because that's not the type of player Harold He's Landry also is. just better as a pass rusher. Yes, but I, I understand why at some points you need him to do that. I, I Rarely. It doesn't even Oh, I mean, I've, I've had that conversation with Dean Pease and, and, Vrabel. and Vrabel. Yeah. But again, John Simon can do that. Like, he looks good and natural doing that. And now you've got... Really, I think I mentioned it. That was my biggest takeaway is the best depth they've ever had from a defensive front. Yeah. Uh, well, in the last five years, really, since mm -hmm. before Bra Vrabel got here. I mean, you have to go back to that first malarkey year, 2016, when they've had this good of a defensive front, uh, top to bottom. So, uh, Rashad Weaver's been fantastic. Uh, you're right about the legal situation. I had some guy, some guy tweeted at A to Z Sports. What was his name? Titan Anderson. <laughs> This was the dumbest thing I, I saw. I don't know what you're week. about to say, so I'm excited. You don't? I didn't you see don't? this. All right, so Rashad Weaver, uh, we, A to Z Sports tweeted, Rashad Weaver with a tackle for loss to go along with a sack, pass breakup, and special teams tackle. He added another half sack after that. But Titan Anderson tweets a screenshot of our YouTube video that said Titans burned themselves again for drafting a player with off-field issues. It was the reaction to the Rashad Weaver off-field issues, right? And Titan Anderson says, hopefully you guys have faith in him now. Like, Titan Anderson is a complete buffoon that doesn't <laughs> understand the difference of playing good at, at football and having an alleged assault charge that's a that's getting set to happen. Like, yeah. he's he has a court date in October. And you're thinking, oh, because he had a great preseason game that we should have faith in Rashad Weaver? 
Like, how do you not understand? That that is what a scholar of logic would call a straw man argument. Good Lord. Like, I and Titan Anderson didn't just tweet that at us once. He did it twice. Because you you weren't saying back in early May that Rashad Weaver sucked. No, it was the it was the fact that the guy was thing, and Titan Anderson. That hasn't changed. You're 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 responding to an argument that we're that we were never making, or that you and Zach were never making. So dumb. I I just like (laughs) so stupid. Oh my gosh, it just drove me crazy. But uh, I do want to. We're gonna move on to Dez Fitzpatrick because I just want to ask you guys how how do you guys feel about Dez Fitzpatrick? That's Really, what I want to ask: How do you I guys? Mean, there's only one way to feel, and that's well, really, and, uh, really bad. Curious to see what people are going to say. How do you feel about Dez with Patrick? And then uh, several of you guys have commented, and I want to mention that uh, that the Preds just agreed to a contract extension with UC Soros. I saw Bobby comment right there: UC Soros, Preds' new goalie of the future and the now. UC Soros is getting a, I believe it was a four yeah four year deal for twenty million dollars extension to avoid arbitration. So great deal for the Preds to get UC Soros locked up for five uh, mil a year over the next four years. So uh, forgettable. Des Fitzpatrick comments, right? Gene says forgettable. Kevin says Fitzpatrick about to get cut. Sean (laughs) says didn't want him, was on the St. Brown train. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I love Lewis' comment. (laughs) Kalijah Lipscomb was was the worst (laughs) receiver. The Titans had 13 receivers in camp. Kalijah Lipscomb was by far number 13. And that's nothing personal to Kalijah Lipscomb. He was an awesome player at Vandy, but he was the he was dead last on the depth chart uh, for the Titans when it came to that. Um, Chris says, "I know how Vrabel feels about him." Vrabel oh, was asked, yeah. "What does he have to do in practice?" And Vrabel just said, "A lot." Now <laughs> uh, that, that was an indictment if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Josh Brown says, "Heard nothing good about Des yet." Um, let's because see. There's nothing good to say, Josh. Yeah, Steve says the Titans would be fine with or without Fitzpatrick. He probably needs to be in the practice squad. Now, the problem with that, as Marcus says, practice squad, is that if you cut Des Fitzpatrick, you have to cut him first before you can let him clear waivers and then sign him to the practice squad. It's can a fourth-round draft pick at wide receiver clear waivers? That's tough. Can you cut a fourth-round wide receiver? He, the more the, and look, it was just the first preseason game. There's still what? Three plus weeks before game week of, of week one. Yeah. There is plenty of time for Des Fitzpatrick to get his stuff together to make this team. But as of right now, you have, you cannot keep Des Fitzpatrick over really any of those guys, not named Fred Brown. Yeah. And, and it's an interesting conversation, and we'll get into this when we talk about my 53-man roster, but it's very easy to sit around and be like, well, you can only keep six receivers, you can only keep seven, but really, like, if, if you're not taking away from another position, you you can keep more at one position. So, so we'll get into that more later and how the numbers work out. But, but simply on the surface, asking the question, is Des Fitzpatrick purely based on his talent on – August 16th, 2021, worthy of being on an NFL roster? The answer to that question is no. Well, and I, I don't know if you can say his based on his talent. I think he's got plenty of talent. I well, just don't I think he's seen any of it. Well, I just don't think he's put it together yet. Like he's he's behind, and I, you know, my tweet kind of got things rolling on this when I noticed that they had played eight wide receivers before Des Fitzpatrick got a snap 
guys like Fred Brown, Mason, including Dixie. your sixth round draft pick. Yeah, Racy, Racy McMath. McMath was out. It wasn't like they were holding back rookies because Racy McMath was out there fairly early. Uh, but eight receivers got to play before Des Fitzpatrick. And was it a message well, to Des Fitzpatrick? He's, he's the ninth best receiver on the team, probably. Yeah, but I, you know, and Ed says, who cares? Cut him. Like it, that's. That's a big, big mm. admit, admitting to a failure of a draft pick by John Robinson if he cuts Des Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, he traded up for, no less. Yeah. After we were all complaining about how they did not draft the wide receiver pre-Julio Jones trade. And here's the thing. Here's, no, here's the crazy thing, Luke. They didn't just play eight wide receivers before Des Fitzpatrick. They played eight wide receivers that were two of them were not yeah. AJ Brown and Julio Jones. That's a good point. I wouldn't so even Des think Fitzpatrick about that. in that terms, 11th. I mean, quickly, the receivers on this roster that are better than Des, Julio AJ, Josh Reynolds, Racy McMath, Nick Westbrook Aquina, Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson. Um, let's see who's left. Mason Kinsey. Mason Kinsey is better than Des. Cam Batson. Cam Batson is better than Des Fitzpatrick. That leaves him at 10 at best. Fred Brown. Fred Brown's the uh, only like arguable. I'd take my boy Des over ball on the ground Brown. Yeah, with Fred Brown, like he is what he is, right? Des Fitzpatrick. Utter lack of sideline awareness on that yeah. pass. Oh yeah. gosh. But it, it's crazy. Like that Des Fitzpatrick, they're telling you guys and everybody, they're telling us that he's their 11th wide receiver at this point. Fourth round and, draft pick. And he is. Like, that's not some sort of uh, – we kind of knew that going into the game, no? Yes. Um, and G-Man asked, like, would be any – would does he have any special teams ability to help keep him? No, not really. No. Like, the only the only reason why Des Fitzpatrick has a chance to make the roster is because of where he was drafted. Yep. And Mike Vrabel will always tell well, you, we don't care what people were drafted. Well, let me say but this John Robinson that. Because I, I think Mike is correct in saying that, but – where you were drafted is a reflection of your talent and your potential. It's not simply we're going to keep the higher draft picks to make ourselves look better. This is not the Colts holding on to Trent Richardson for far too long because they traded a high pick for him. Des Fitzpatrick was a fourth round pick because of his potential. Now you could yes. argue because there were several analysts who didn't see him as a fourth round draft pick and thought it was odd that they took him that highly, but clearly they saw him as that. They see him as someone with a lot of potential. And so that's why we say, and why everyone says you can't cut a fourth round draft pick. It's because that is a reflection directly of their potential. It's not because of a status or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Des Fitzpatrick being the 11th receiver we talked about, that's last. They have 11 guys because uh, Cody Hollister is on IR and Kalijah Lipscomb was cut on Thursday. So Des Fitzpatrick was the last receiver to get any snaps on Friday night in Atlanta. I mean, it's, that is a big indictment. Big yeah. indictment. And yeah. Donald says Dez's potential showed when Lamar Jackson was his quarterback. Yeah, Dez, I, I'm not out on Dez Fitzpatrick. I think he's got a, enough ability. I saw his progress from where he was in May in many rookie mini camps and in, in OTAs to I think he's got he got better and then something stalled out. Like I don't know if they're if they're working well, he's hard. He's he's gotten worse. Yes. It's not he just improved flat over the spring and summer. Yeah, he improved over the spring and summer, and then it's, he's hit a wall, and now he can't break through it. So, so yeah, well, go, go ahead. Well, and G-Man says practice squad would he clear waivers? That's the hard thing. Is like 
would he clear waivers because he would have to clear waivers and then be signed to a 53 man roster, not to be signed to a practice squad. And so somebody else would have to see him do something to clear for him to be signed to their roster. Now here's, here's what I think is the, is the end game for Des Fitzpatrick. I think at some point, um, he will be mysteriously put on injured reserve. That's what a lot of people think. And Demarie just said Des Fitzpatrick will go down with an injury before he gets cut. That was he will something will happen and they will basically redshirt Des Fitzpatrick. And maybe that's what he needs. And I'm not against that. Yeah. Because the Titans have plenty of wide receivers who are very capable of making plays. And they're going to cut good wide receivers, even if Des Fitzpatrick is not a part of this conversation. And and Des Fitzpatrick's thing extended beyond the indictment that was Friday night and then Vrabel's comment on Saturday uh, because his buck tweeted on Sunday, like you said, neither one of us were at practice, but buck said he ran a drill where he was supposed to catch a pass. I'm not really sure what the drill was because I wasn't there, but he dropped two and then they asked him to do it again. And he dropped it a third time right in front of John Robinson. That reminds me of two people. That reminds me of Taewon Taylor in his off season of dropsies back in 2019. And it reminds me of your boy, Kalfani Muhammad. Watching Kalfani Muhammad drop three consecutive punts in practice was very painful. Like, I think everybody there watching that, like, you know, like was embarrassed for Kalfani Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. When you feel when you feel that embarrassment for somebody else, everybody watching that was just like, oh no. Cause that was, that was very painful. <laughs> very painful. So, uh, you know, uh, Dom, I think it was, uh, Hold on, let me find the comment. Dom says, y'all going to wish injury on the man, though? No, 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 no. That's why I said he's dead. I think Des Fitzpatrick will mysteriously be put on injury reserve. We're not going to see an injury. There might not be an injury, but he's going to be hidden on injury reserve to save the roster spot and to not cut a fourth-round draft pick. Yeah, he's going to be injured and for the podcast audience listening later i just did some big air quotes with my hands yeah g-man says maybe the dropsies are the same as the twisties Look, the twisties are real man that <laughs> that stuff is scary the twisties are so real like just absolutely that would be terrifying and we could put have. this in the same category as the yips which daniel munyer has had <laughs> he's had the yips for over a month at this point <laughs> like you know some people don't recover from the yips all right luke so that's kind of how we feel about the Rashad Weaver, Des Fitzpatrick conversation where two fourth round draft picks Rashad Weaver looks like the real deal off the field situation with this court date in October needs to play out. Des Fitzpatrick struggle bus for sure with what he's been doing uh, at the wide receiver position. Now let's talk about what you said on Twitter Friday night that lit up <laughs> lit up titans and that's the thing. like i i went to bed that night and i woke up the next morning and it was like reading back i'm like <laughs> it was like paul with the aj brown you know josh reynolds explode like of all the inflammatory things i have said over the years like this ranks toward the very bottom like so i didn't realize it would be that hot of a take to say that i thought matt barkley was better than logan woodside yeah but it started an argument, and there were plenty of people who were on my side. And I because I didn't see them, but we'll oh, talk I... about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> so we'll ask you guys who do you prefer as Titans backup quarterback right now? So we watched both of them. Who do you prefer as Titans quarterback, backup quarterback 
right now? Is it Logan Woodside or is it Matt Barkley? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and, and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, and we're not talking about the one, the mysterious one that might send Desmond Patrick to IR. We're talking about real injuries. When you get hurt in life, because that's what happens in life, you get hurt. You need to know who to trust, who to go to, to help you get back to health. And the dozens of doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute, along with their entire team and the rehab facility, can do that for you. They've got everything in that one location. They work streamlined process. They're not going to make you call different centers with other different reception teams and all this to make this confusing on you. Bone and joint makes it easy on you because being hurt is really a, a annoying in your day-to-day -day life. So get back to health and trust the people at boneandjointtn.org. And today, if you sign up for the BetMGM app and you use the promo code A to Z100, here's what you're going to get to do. If you put a $1 money line wager on a Braves or Marlins player to hit a home run, either one, you're going to turn that $1 into $100, but you've got to use the promo code A2Z100, and that is with our friends, BetMGM. Make sure you get the app today because BetMGM is the king of sports books. Yes, they are. They are the king of sports books. All right, Luke, so you put out a tweet that said that Matt Barkley is a better quarterback than Logan Woodside. So yes. I, want to, I put this in the chat. Who do you prefer as Titans backup QB right now? Is it Logan Woodside or Matt Barkley? I'm going to read the comments and then uh, I'll let you kind of defend your tweet. Uh, Sir Esther says Barkley takes chances. Woodside plays it safe. So I don't know what your answer is there, uh, <laughs> Mr. Unintelligent Graduate. Uh, Caleb says, uh, I thought Barkley was better too. Cadron says Woodside hands down. Steven says Woodside for the moment. Nicholas and Kevin are Woodside. Louie thinks they should go after Gardner Minshew. The Jags would be stupid to get rid of Gardner Minshew. Tony says Woodside. Alex says Woodside. Josh says Woodside by hair. Kevin Woodside, He when he's upright. yeah. He, uh, uh, Donald says, are there really Logan Woodside stands? Like, really? I mean, no. Nobody's saying that if you're picking Logan Woodside in this conversation, nobody says is saying that you're like a super fan of Logan Woodside. It's just that right now you think Logan Woodside's better than Matt Barkley. Todd says Woodside. Mike says Woodside. Danny Woodside. Baffert says Woodside made some really good throws. Dom Woodside. Look, I don't know where these Barkley fans are, Luke, that you speak of on Twitter, but you're getting way outshined. Roy says Woodside, Westside, Blindside. Barkley ain't touching football on my team. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that Tannehill meme of yes, I don't give a damn. Exactly that what is so of. good. Roy. Roy is getting the love of the show that I haven't handed out because Zach usually does that. Woodside, Westside, Blindside, Barkley ain't touching a football on my team. That's that the best comedy. So, All right, Luke. Why yeah. why do you think why do you actually think that Logan Woodside is better or or Mike Barkley is better than Woodside? I, f I felt like I was getting a bad rap during the game because so this is not coming out of like, man, Matt Barkley lit him up and threw that touchdown to Miller Forstall, right? That's not what this is about. I don't care about the stats. I don't care about the production. I don't think Buck realizes that I, I am totally aware that he was playing against a, a worse group of players than Woodside was and that Woodside was under duress the whole game, right? If, if Buck is listening, I know he's a very busy man. I get that, right? I'm not dumb, okay? I've done this for a while. The thing with Matt Barkley is he can throw it more than 10 yards. 
Logan Woodside is checked down Charlie. And when you do that, and I, I don't want it, this to become like me, you know, this becoming like my stand on the table stance, because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but I, ju I just think Barkley is a better option because unlike Woodside, he's able to push the ball downfield to a degree. And, and I look, I get the argument with Woodside that he's going to take care of the football and blah, blah, blah. But the problem with that is everything becomes congested. When your backup quarterback only throws the ball five yards and, and someone made a comment, I wish I could find it, that, that Logan Woodside looks like Marcus Mariota because he holds on the ball for too long, right? When that's what's happening, you end up congesting the defense. And so everyone says, you know, the backup quarterback doesn't matter. You're just going to be giving it to Derrick Henry 20 times. Well, Derrick Henry's not going to be able to do anything because you're going to have 11 people in the box because Logan Woodside can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. And he look, can't, like, I thought the, the touchdown pass to Ken Batson was a dart. And that thing was a, on a rope. It was a back shoulder throw on the pylon. And Luke, that was something you were wanting to watch is will Logan Woodside throw the balls out, the ball outside the numbers? And the answer was, yeah. But and not with a whole lot of velo on it. Dude, that, that pass was perfect. Like, what what else do you want more from that throw? A touchdown. He threw a back shoulder dime to a five foot seven wide receiver on the pylon. <laughs> like, that's a great throw to a tiny ass target. Like, you know, we know Cam Batson. You said you like Cam Batson and Cleve Raymond because you're they're your size, right? Like those guys are you you sized. Like yeah. I, I'm getting people saying I look like Mason Kinsey because we're both the same size and we're white people but but no like that was a good throw what what was wrong with that throw it was nothing, was nothing was wrong with that throw that was the best throw of the game i think we would all agree yes i mean because it, it was it was tight coverage and, like and the I, touchdown pass that barkley threw was to miller forestall running a slow wheel route and it, he was wide open nobody was back there i think there's also this misconception that what my opinion was was that matt barkley is good that I, I don't think that at all. I, I think they're both I, not very good. I'm not, I don't think that you think Matt Barkley is good. I don't think that you think Logan Woodside is good. It was just that we're having a conversation and, about the Titans' backup quarterbacks and which of these guys is better. It's really a stylistic preference thing, too. I, I think what this gets down to is not so much who is quote-unquote better. It's which style do you think is more conducive to stealing a win in the event that Ryan Tannehill goes down for a game or two. And I think that Barkley's style is, and here's a comparison I want to make. And people were getting very, like, I, I, I texted Buck this, and he was like, no, you're wrong. I, I, I think I'm right about this. Logan Woodside is very similar to what Matt Castle was with the Titans. And you remember when Matt Castle was the Titans' backup quarterback, people wanted him out of there because what did he do? He, he couldn't throw the ball very hard. He would never throw more it's than 10 Matt yards. because Matt Castle was like 37 years old and had lost it all. Like Logan Woodside. But Logan has, Woodside never had it. No, Logan Woodside is way, way more dynamic of a thrower than Matt Castle was. I, get, I, I understand what you're trying to do. I just I, disagree with it. <laughs> I just disagree with it. I, okay, but he, like we're gonna have he to has, agree to he has a way that. better arm than what Matt Castle had at the end of Matt Castle's career in Tennessee. He's not Blaine Gabbert. He's not. He doesn't have a rocket. He's he's got a. I think Mariota is a fairly comparable arm argument for Logan Woodside. Maybe a little less velocity than Mariota. See, this is the thing because as Nick says, Luke, drop it. 
And I woke up Saturday morning. I was like, I should just drop this. This is this is stupid. Who cares? You know, they're probably Buck and Joe Rex Road who are coming after me. Uh, or, or they're probably right. And then I thought, you know what? This is what always happens is I give in to the pressure and then I end up being right. But I can't cash in on it because I gave in to the pressure. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I can totally foresee Ryan Tannehill goes down for a game or two. And the Titans are unwatchable in those two games because Dink and Dunk Woodside's out there. Yeah, they're going to be unwatchable regardless. It's going to be unwatchable if Matt Barkley's out there too. Matt Barkley's going to be throwing 22 it's picks. Be, it's going to be a little more fun though. No, but but in all seriousness, the defense isn't going to be quite so pressed on. You all love Derrick Henry more than like your children, some of you. Well, he's not going to be able to do anything if Logan Woodside's the quarterback. He's not going to be able to – he wasn't able to do anything when Mariota was the quarterback. Like, Marcus Mariota made it congested okay. for Derrick Henry. And so, like, that's – the point is, if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, it's going to be congested for Derrick Henry, regardless if it's Logan Woodside or Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley's not exactly pushing safeties back. He's not – Matt Barkley's – his ability to, to throw it down the – field a little better than Woodside is not doing anything to the defense. They're still going to key on Derrick Henry touching the ball 40 times a game. Billy it's says, just, what has Barkley done? Matt Barkley has thrown 22 interceptions to 11 touchdowns in his career. Now, Logan Woodside has only thrown three passes in a regular season game. And so they're both bad options to be your backup quarterback. But I think right now, Logan Woodside looks a lot better. I think Logan Woodside, as of right now, is the better QB2. Now, Matt Barkley's only been here for like a little over a week, maybe 10 days at this point. So he's got opportunity to show more over the next two preseason games because I doubt Tannehill's going to play in anything. I just think it looked better for the Titans offense when Barkley stepped in there. The, the quarterback play looked better. And I'm not, again, this is not a, he lit it up, you know, the offense moved about what any of that. It is what was happening with the quarterback, the motion, the footwork, the, 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 the ball coming out of his hand and where it was going and how it looked. All of that was better with Matt Barkley. I thought than with, yeah, I don't, I didn't think there was, a, I didn't think there was that much of a difference in the Titans offense. They ran the ball a lot more in the second half because they were up and trying to get the game the hell over with. And so Matt Barkley only threw it eight times where Woodside threw it 15. So I don't think there was that big of a difference. Well, of how neither, all- neither one of them had a very high yard per attempt. I think Woodside's was like four and Barkley's was like seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's because they're, they're Vrabel said that both, Quarter, both playbooks were limited for the for the entire offense. Oh, yeah. It was a limited situation. Look, so, it will be all preseason for every right game. for sure. But I, I think right now Woodside's clearly the guy who has the edge in this. All right, Luke, let's get to it. We still got a lot of show left here on this Monday. We've got Luke's fifty-three man roster projection for the Titans after the first week, and it comes down with the two most competitive spots that are still up for grabs. Uh, so we'll discuss this, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a brand new car, head to WilsonCountyHyundai.com and go out to Lebanon. Wilson County Hyundai, led by Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon off I, of I-40, exit 236. Wilson County Hyundai can help you out find the right car for you. It's a tough scene out there if you're looking for a new car right now with all the microchip shortages, but count on a, a crew to help you out to get you what's right for your situation, and that's Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone does a great job. His, the people that he hires 
also do a great job of finding the right vehicle for you. Whether it's the Sonata, any of those sedans, the SUVs, all the way up to the brand new Palisade, WilsonCountyHyundai.com has you covered. And again, our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going for you today. If you use the promo code A to Z100, make a note it's not the one on your screen there, promo code A to Z100, you can put a $1 money line bet on a Braves or Marlins player to hit a home run tonight. And if that happens, you're going to turn that $1 into $100 with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, Luke, you've got your 53-man roster. Yes. You've got two, the most two competitive spots we're going to get to. So mm-hmm. let's quickly run through uh, what you have. We'll break it up on offense first, okay? okay? Offensively, let's go through your 53-man roster because they have to cut down to 85 from 90 tomorrow afternoon. They've already right. started that process uh, with some injured players going on IR that helps them out from not having to flat out wave people, but they've already started the process. So Luke, let's go offensively with your 53 man at this point. Yeah. So offensively, I don't know that there are a whole lot of surprises. Uh, I do have them keeping seven wide receivers. Yeah. Um, and, and because I think that they can afford to, and, and I guess this is a good time to, to have that discussion because you know, I gave them seven wide receivers so that they could keep Dez and not have to risk him going on uh, waivers. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, you know, seven receivers is a lot. They could probably use that spot in another position. But as I was scrolling through and thinking about it, like, I don't really know what other position they would use it at. Well, there, was, there wasn't anywhere else where I was sitting there saying, and they're going to lose such and such player. Like, I, I just think it works out that way. Yeah. Because if you're talking about the seven wide receivers that you have them keeping, because I think there's pretty, it's pretty logical of the two quarterbacks that you had them keeping were Tannehill and Woodside. The four running backs you have go through, go through your running backs real quick and then we'll come back to the wide receivers. Yeah. So the running backs I had them keeping were obviously Derek, uh, Darrington Evans, Jeremy McNichols and card blossom game. Who's of course more of a fullback. Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. Go through the tight ends real quick. Tight ends, uh, Anthony Furks or Jeff Swain, Tommy Hudson, Luke Stalker. I think that's fair as well. And then you said you had nine offensive linemen. We know the the four starters, Lawan, Saffold, Jones, Davis. Then you have yes. Kendall Lamb, Sam, uh, Sam Brylo. Yes. Then Raidens, Brewer, and anybody? Oh, Questenberry. Yeah. And even Quesenberry is someone that they could cut if they wanted to. Like, that's not a catastrophe. But I think that's... They have to get rid of him. But I think they don't have to. No, they don't have to. So the seven wide receivers you have on there, the the top three, and then the other four that you have them keeping are all special teams help. Yeah. Because the other four you have are Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, uh, Racing Math. Well, and then you have Des Patrick on there, don't you? Yes. So So you cut Nick Westbrook Akina. Yes. That I just don't think that's going to happen. Nick so, West- so you you don't think if they keep seven wide receivers, I think they only keep seven if it's to keep Dez. I think if they're ready to move on from Dez or want to try him on the practice squad, I think they keep six, and it's just I, that seven minus I, the pack. I disagree. I think I think Nick Westbrook-Akina has a place on this roster because – Really? Yes, because they love him as a gunner. But Racy's a better gunner, No. We don't know that yet. Racy has we Racy has maybe better potential as a gunner, but we saw they saw Nick Westbrook as a gunner in the NFL last oh, year. 
So I see no way that Nick Westbrook and Des Fitzpatrick stick around. I think it is I, at best one or the other. I agree with that. I think right now, Nick look, Nick Westbrook was out there with Marcus Johnson on the first snap of the, of the game Friday. He was a captain. And then he was done, right? Like he was done early. Josh Reynolds was done early, as was Marcus Johnson. Like, That's so a good point. I, I don't, and then Des Fitzpatrick was literally last to get on the field. So, so I think the conversation then becomes like if Nick Westbrook Akeen makes Makina makes this roster, Fitzpatrick is toast. Like at, at that point, as of right think. now, I think Nick Westbrook Akeene is, is one of their receivers. They like, because so they like, you, they like they him keep... playing the position. And they know they can help. He can help them on special teams right now. So do you think they keep seven then? I think they absolutely keep seven. Regardless if yeah. Des Patrick's on the seven, they're keeping seven wide receivers. It, it just makes too much sense. Cause again, like I said, at the beginning of the show, it's very easy for us to sit here and say seven receivers. That's a lot. But as you scroll through this roster, they're not really sacrificing anything to do that. No, because they're getting special teamers out of the seven. Exactly. And, and with with without Des Fitzpatrick, four wide receivers help you on special teams. That would be Charles uh, Chester Rogers as your punt returner. You've got Marcus Johnson, De, uh, Racy, and Nick Westbrook as gunner potential. So you've got special teams help there. That's the only reason why you don't want to keep that many receivers because they typically don't help you on special teams where they have those guys like yeah. that. Cam Batson doesn't make it because Cam Batson just doesn't have any more room because he's not as good as a receiver as the guys that are above him. Yeah, I just don't think Cam Batson adds a whole lot. We always talk about his speed, and yeah, he made that nice play on on Friday, but he doesn't really show up very much. And and it's been, this is his fourth year on the team, and I know one of them was lost to injury, but still, like he's stuck around for a long time and hadn't really, hadn't really done much. And so I think it's time to, to try some, some new blood there. Yeah, so uh, a couple comments I want to read. Dom says, doesn't having an offensive threat outweigh a gunner, though? I find it hard to believe that they can't get another gunner. Well, no, not necessarily. When you're trying to add the back, the back five, six spots of your roster, you're going after how can they help you best on game day. Because on game day, A.J., Julio, and Josh Reynolds, and maybe one other guy are playing the wide receiver position. And then you're you're going to actually play special teams. So at the back end of wide receiver, sometimes special teams is more important than actually help at wide receiver, depending on the role you're having them play. Yeah. Which is why I think NWI can make it. And BMO says, if Dez ain't it, just pretend Rodgers and Marcus Johnson were your fourth-round picks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or, or that Racy was your fourth rounder and Dez was the sixth rounder. Yeah, just be like, ah, amnesia. We forgot, and it doesn't matter. Because, look, if if Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers are solid role players on this team, then that's awesome. It's great. Like, that's really good veteran free agent finds there. Uh, but, you know, it's still really hard to cut a fourth-round draft pick um, in his first training camp. It, Definitely. But yeah. All right. So let's flip it to the defense. Okay. Let's go through. Everything's typically the same or, or pretty standard for your defense, right? Go through the position. Yeah. So, uh, you know, outside linebacker, it's five. It's going to be Landry Dupree, Weaver, Simon. The fifth spot, I think, is between Ola and Derek Roberson. And I think you keep Ola, special teams, number one. Also, Roberson just doesn't really do anything. He, he's always kind of there and not, not actually impacting games. Inside linebackers, a position where I think you can keep five if you want to. I just don't think they have five people who are worthy. I right. think you keep 
Evans, Brown, Long, and Rice, and then especially just, when uh, Bello went down with that injury and he's on IR. Yeah, if something were to happen to one of those guys, you could just go on the street or, or bring in yeah, Will Compton, Will Compton. Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, something right? like that. Yeah, uh, defensive line. That this was a tough one, I think. Defensive line. So I'll skip over it. We can come back to it. Okay. Cor- cornerback. You've got your six: Farley, Fulton, Jenkins, Molden, Jackson, Borders. All six of those players are strong guys who are going to be able to contribute to this team. I don't think they need anyone beyond that six. And then safety is sort of hard because I don't think they have a whole lot of talent there beyond the starters. I, I have them keeping Krukshank and Farley behind Byard and Hooker. A lot of people were saying, I had a lot of people tweeting at me saying, well, well, Crookshank doesn't do anything. He's always hurt. I agree with that, but there's just not a better alternative. Yeah, they just signed the two guys um, Thursday. Yeah, but, uh, are you going to keep an August you know, 13th signing over Dane Crookshank? Probably not. No, I'm, I mean, I'm with you there. I think that was pretty pretty sharp. So, I think those, those four safeties feel like the right four. So back to defensive line, because that was a really hard one. And I think it's only hard in that last spot. The top four are in. Simmons, Entry, Murchison, and Tartart. Oh, Pop-Tart. The last spot is difficult. And I actually had to, to redraft this, because when I initially wrote it on Saturday, because I put it out on Sunday, before when I initially wrote this, I had a... a You'll have to forgive me. I forgot his name. Trevon 90, Coley. Yeah, I had Trevon Coley at that last spot because uh, he has veteran experience. He, he flashed and, and practices in the preseason game. Well, now I think it was Pelissero from NFL Network says that he's got a potentially long-term season-ending injury. Yeah. And so it, it, for me, it was between Naquan Jones and Kyle Pecco. And the only reason I know who Naquan Jones is is because his name sounds like Daquan Jones. Like, yeah. I, think, I think what happened with him is Titans fans got excited as they should have, because it's funny, and, and you know he has the same name as the old guy. I couldn't tell you what jersey number he wears, Austin. And, and that's yeah, a he wears sixty nine. Uh, Naquan Jones. Naquan's a fun name, but I, I agree. I think Pecco has, to me, in practices, Pecco ninety four has stood out a lot. More. If if his name was Davis Smith and not Naquan Jones, I would have no idea who he was. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I think Pecco is probably if Coley is done done. I think Pecco is probably the the fifth guy. Yeah. All right. So that's it. So it come, really comes down to Des Fitzpatrick or who else or NWI. In my opinion, it's those two guys, and then it's the fifth defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Tier Tart wears number ninety three for that record. All right. Uh, let's good. Let's go ahead and get the bad sales job, Luke. I'm very curious to see what we come up with in our bad sales job mon- Monday because we were both struggling pre-show. But first, let me tell everybody, our friends at Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. If you own property and you're thinking about selling it, it's a one-time transaction. It might be for you, but if you rent it out, then you get to uh, have that ring in your cash register bank account every month to add extra income to your family, extra cash flow to your family and let renters warehouse do all of the work for you right there at renterswarehouse.com. And I want to tell you one last time about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a great deal going on for you today. If you use the promo code A2Z100, you can put a $1 money line bet on a Braves or Marlins player to hit a home run tonight. And if that happens, that $1 will become $100 on BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks.
All right, bad sales job here on uh, this Monday. We've had a good show so far, talking about a lot of the uh, topics that came out of Titans preseason game number one with a win <clears throat> over the Falcons. I'm going to start, Luke. I'm going to give you yours. Okay. I'm going to get 30 seconds up on the clock, and you are going to have to sell me on why Tim Tebow should be the Jags' starting tight end. Okay. Tim Tebow, who looks like he blocks with his eyes closed. Everybody saw the videos this weekend of Tim Tebow. If you didn't, I'm going to work on it right now to grab one for everybody to watch. But Tim Tebow absolutely blocks with his eyes closed. So let's see if I can pull off some live um some live uh, editing and, and uh, right now, if I can pull this video real quick uh, to play this Tim Tebow video, because it was absolutely atrocious. Uh, so let's see if I, if I can do this fast because I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there to get this Tim Tebow video so we can all watch how bad this guy blocks because we saw the one on Saturday that went super viral of the yeah, close up like on around. Tim Tebow. Yes. That wasn't the worst one. No, I saw this other one earlier. Here's the second one that my buddy Chase sent to me this morning. Just watch Tim Tebow, 85 on the right hand of your screen. Watch this awful attempt at a block. The guy is completely blocking with his eyes closed. I'll play it again. 85 right there on the right, lined up on the outside and just completely whiffs. Like the guy has no idea what he's doing. So, Luke, your bad sales job. You have 30 seconds to sell me on why Tim Tebow should be the, the Jags' starting tight end. I still okay. on your start. Good things happen when Tim Tebow is on your football team. Florida National Championship. Denver Broncos Division Championship for the first time in a while. Jets finally got to get rid of Rex Ryan. Good things happen when Tim Tebow is on your football team. He's also an incredible leader. Think about this. Aaron Hernandez didn't commit murder until after he left the tutelage of Tim Tebow. You want a guy like that on your team to keep your players in check, to be a leader. Good things happen when Tim Tebow is on your football team. All right. You did that in 28 seconds. <laughs> Interesting uh, approach there, Luke, but I, you know, I don't dislike it. Um, so that was your bad sales job. Now bring it over to me. Austin. I'm going to put you in the bad graces of Titans fans today. So we've had this conversation about the wide receiver position, and there's some guys at the bottom that are that are sort of middling and, and, and tough to keep. And desperate times call for desperate measures, Austin. So I'm going to need you to sell to us today why the Titans need to, in order to keep Des Fitzpatrick on the roster, they got to make a tough decision and cut A.J. Brown to make that happen. <clears throat> why the Titans should cut AJ Brown to keep dead. Patrick. Patrick. That's what, that's my sales job. That's right. All right. You got your clock ready? Yes. <clears throat> the Titans should cut AJ Brown for Des Fitzpatrick because they had to think about this long term because AJ Brown is about to become one of the highest paid wide receivers in the entire NFL after this season. And so if to avoid paying AJ Brown 
$25 million per year. They should go ahead and cut him this year and then keep Des Fitzpatrick. They have to really, really groom Des Fitzpatrick. And they already have Julio Jones and Josh Riddle. Time. That, that was about as well as you could have gone. Now, I, I, I went back and forth on whether I was going to say AJ or Julio. AJ, Julio. Gave you the, AJ gave you the salary route. Yeah. Julio, you probably have to pay him either way. So I don't know where you would have gone with that one. All right. So who wins? Austin or Luke? That's all you got to comment. Austin or Luke. That's all you have to do. Austin or good. I went too slow. My 30 seconds went by so fast. Um, so far, they got G Man. That's um, like a tie so far. Yeah. That one, Louis, G Man, me, one. Uh, okay. So there's two. I think, I think you're going to win. Yeah, as I scroll down, uh, Luke won. Look, man, you came strong. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a vote in there. I think I did a good job with it. Oh, yeah. I, like That was probably the best direction you could have taken that. Yeah. I just didn't go fast enough. That That was my problem. So... All right, Luke, good show. We'll see you guys yeah. tomorrow. By the way, why, before you leave, tomorrow, uh, well, t- one, tonight, Titans fans are welcome to come to Nissan Stadium to watch the Titans practice, 5 o'clock to 7. Got to uh, reserve a ticket on the team website. It's free yes. to do so, but but you got to reserve a ticket to get in. Yes, for sure. And so if you do show up, say hey to us. Me, yeah. Luke, and Buck will all be there. Say hey to us, whatever. Always, We haven't seen any fans in for freaking forever. So yeah. come say hey. Also, tomorrow morning we'll be reacting uh, to that Titans practice tonight. Then Luke and Buck, they're flying to Tampa. They will have great coverage from Titans practicing against the Bucks in Tampa Wednesday and Thursday. And reminder, I'll have to remind you guys again tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, the show will be around noon because the Tampa practices are during this normal show time. So Luke will be in Tampa at those practices. And so the show will be after those practices. So we get great opportunity to get Luke's live reaction right after the practices are over of what's going on between the Titans and Bucks. So that's Wednesday and Thursday. The show will be around noon, not at 8 a.m. I still might pop on at 8 a.m. Just be like, hey, guys, reminder, show's at noon today. But that's for Wednesday and Thursday. And then Luke will be down there the entire week. So it's going to be a big week. Make sure you're following us all over social media. And we'll see you guys tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow morning. Thanks for watching, guys.